hi, this is Claire and the Art of Life podcast. This is the Sovereignty series, which I'm extremely inspired. Extreme inspiration. And this is part two of a discourse, a, a living word sharing around the zygote, which I yesterday recorded and which today I feel wants to be expounded upon, expanded upon, um, more flowing. Um, I went into some depth and linked various aspects of, of zygote and how the zygote, the zinc spark or conception, the point of conception or that basket of things that happens when we come through the gateway out of the non-material into the material world. And I wanted to speak some more. I talked about practical aspects. I talked about my own physical experience and I talked also about the deconstruction of the system and of patriarchy in particular um, as a, an aspect of the system which is all about the balancing of the masculine and the feminine deconstructing patriarchy but not without bringing up the feminine like those things can't happen without each other and part of going back to the zygote going back to the the place that the zygote happened going back to the womb <clears throat> and women going back to their own wombs and all of us going back to the womb that we once lived in that we were created like that we grew in that we grew into a form that could be presented into to the world in um the the living relationship of us with that with womb and with our center and our core with our belly button through navel gazing yes i am talking about navel gazing um <clears throat> there are so many paths and gurus and courses and books and videos and films and and all the rest of it about how we do spirituality but really the only way we can know what's true and figure out what's true it's not through having a really good filing cabinet system in our brain or a sort of encyclopedic brain because we've read so many books or spoken to so many gurus or done so many yoga courses or done perhaps the most highest vibrating spiritual retreat on the planet, we can only know what is right and good and true through our sentience, through our being. And our being has a core to it and it has an external aspect to it. And the external aspect is what we present in the world. And the core is where we are connected to the infinite. We're connected through the skin and through the external senses also and through the five senses. But our deeper sentient being, which most of us have been separated in a very complex and traumatic and twisted way from, it's kind of symbolic in the physical, which is also a relationship with body, uh, mind and spirit and emotions and subtle senses and all the rest of it. 
the polemicizing, the closing down of the subtle body, the closing down of the subtle energy and the subtle energetic connections with the world and the forcing of our mind-body-spirit into artificial and non-symbiotic structures and hierarchies and enslavement, essentially. It's very symbolic in the physical of what's externally been done to us which also reverberates similarly in a similar pattern as it were a similar twisted pattern to how we've been detached from the time between zygote and birth and instead we focus on the birth which for most of us was a very violent act and a very painful act and which it should be neither of those things Everything that was done to us during the birth process, if we were had a hospitalised birth or a birth with a conventional medical practitioner nearby, or through a mother who wasn't deeply empowered and aware of the bliss and spiritual transformation that should be coming through at birth, most of us have this sense of like completely blocking everything that came before birth including our origin, <laughs> including our truly spiritual origin and including all of that time and learning and growth that went on between us and the mother in the womb. So because of that, um, we're wholly focused on something that we're celebrating with cakes and candles and presents and getting the crumbs of the world and jacking ourselves up on sugar and all the rest of the nonsense and getting really distracted by... Um, either by worrying about our age or about the excitement of of the the celebration and it's passed every year it passes the true celebration which would be a celebration of our origin and of our coming into the physical manifestation and the natural aligned cycle of from that point in the year, which was nine or more than nine months before the actual birthing. If we if we were actually fully conscious of our, our true origin and of the zygote and our co-creative nature, the fact that we chose and co-created with parents and with spirit and with God and with universal divine consciousness, if we were aware of that and aware of the unfolding through the nine months, like what actually goes on then, what actually went on, the fact that we existed long before the birth, we existed before the zygote, which is obvious when we recognise that we've been duped into thinking that we only existed at birth, <clears throat> it then follows that we can go back to source and then it follows that we can go back to the complexity of oneness and the perfection of oneness that was before we came down into separation. Um, and again, that might seem like a really, as I often say in these podcasts, that may, might seem like a very circular and um, even abstract uh, discourse, way of thinking, argument, as it were. But what I'm trying to transmit here, what I'm endeavouring to transmit and what I'm lovingly and generously transmitting to you is that the truth is just the truth and the truth is absolutely accessible to us in every moment. But 
the extent to which we we come away from source to find truth we will find like the further away from source we go to find the truth like into a book outside of ourselves, outside of our mind body spirit up into the brain and into the the particularly perverse <laughs> and distorted front lobe logic of the brain which has been absolutely conditioned into very specific artificial hierarchies structures um pushing and pulling polemic uh, basically a mind at war with itself and at war with the world the further we go up into our head to connect to other people's stu- stuff and concepts and ideas in their heads that have been contrived into books, teachings, lectures, spoken word, English language, oh, front tongue language, and come away from the fully embodied beingness. This is part of the, the problem, and it's also part of the agenda, because for at least a 1,000 years, 2,000 years, who I don't who cares about the numbers at least longer than we've been alive and at least longer than everybody that we have ever met in our families has been alive longer than any of them have records of what went on before have been alive or what the records talk about excuse me if my my brain rattles off a wee bit here Whatever that is, whatever that is that we've accumulated about our idea, our external construct that's been verified by other people saying that the world is this way, it ha- it's a- always going to be distorted from the actual source because the actual source is inside of us and we have come <clears throat> from it and are it and are source experiencing source. So what I'm trying to say is that the quickest way to get to source is through self, is down through the being. At the same time, as as many distractions as, as there are externally and cul-de-sacs and dead ends and plateaus where we just don't get any deeper or further or wider or get a more panoramic view of the world or we get fixated and polemic, we have the potential to do that within ourselves too. Unless we're truly comprehending that our physical biology does actually represent and our our journey through life does actually represent and is a physical manifestation of the expansion of consciousness from source into the physical. Um... I hope that makes sense. I hope that sounds concise enough. Because again, when I was talking yesterday in the podcast part one of this podcast about the zygote, I was I was explaining about how when one puts one atten- one's attention, even on the navel, even onto holding one's fingers or thumb inside the navel, inside the belly button, and one's hand over the womb or pelvis or bladder or intestines or wherever you have your hand, or your hands um, things will start to move and flow and not just things like you get an erection or your cervix gets sparked up or you feel your intestines 
move towards a bowel movement or not something necessarily in the physical or the emotional, but something in the holistic allness of what that belly button is and what the the portal <laughs> of the belly button is and how that links to the zygote, how it links to where we were feeding from our mother before we started breathing through lungs and started vibrating in our throat and making noise. Um, the beautiful sacred geometry of us kind of turned inside out, represented by the birth sac, how the umbilical links to the mother's body, but how it also links to our, our um, intestines uh, our organs within us and how we actually get fed and how the food and nutriment gets into our bloodstream. The perfect symmetry of the, in the internal and the external and the symmetry of the child and the mother, of the small being inside the big and the big feeding the small, but the small creating itself as much as the mother is creating her or him. The zygote, in a way, to me, seems like this gateway that is then reflected in the physical by both the cervix and the yoni and the tunnel, the vaginal tunnel, and also by the umbilical tunnel. And there's something about that, the umbilical reaching to the, the tree of life and the cord that fed us whilst we were in the womb that was connected to the birth sac and the placenta. There's something about all of these things that is, if we look at it and observe what it really is, both in the external world by observing a photograph of a placenta, of a living, pulsing umbilical when it's attached to a newborn and it hasn't been interfered with, hasn't been cut, hasn't been violated in any way, when it's still doing its work, it's still alive, it's still living, the birth sac is part of the baby, it's delivered, the whole is delivered together, mostly, usually, often, <laughs> can be. The, the perfect symmetry of the, the gifts of that and the free flowing of that nutriment and the natural moving forward from that stage of being fully physically dependent on the mother inside of her in by the autonomous as it's called autonomous as if <laughs> body um the systems of the body the blood work the different blood systems how they interconnect whilst we're in the womb um but are also independent um the the zygote that we come through is then in a way replicated by the development that we have in the womb and how that goes on into then how we develop in the outside world, how our spirit, how our spiritual, mental and emotional development is reflected by natural rhythms and our natural identity and our mystical and magical identity Everything from the zygote forward is, in its essence, a reflection of the zygote and the fact that we co-created something mystically, explosively, expansively, energetically miraculous 
in that moment. Our natural potential and our natural reality is that co-creative moment and gateway that we come through the zygote at the same time and in the world <clears throat> excuse me that we live right now obviously and evidently there are many many things put in place very purposefully very effortfully to give us the impression and it is just the impression the illusion the absolute illusion that we're anything other than that mystical, divine co-creator. And this is such a... Um, it's such a, a perversity and it's such a difficult thing to... Equally a difficult thing to communicate, that uh, to really transmit, to spiritually transmit the truth of the thing because both are equally true it's equally true that we have limitations in the physical body but it's equally true that those limitations don't have to bind us like we don't have to be enslaved to them or limited by them so that actually is a superior reality that by natural law overrides the the non-miraculous and the overrides dis-ease and tension and stress and contraction but the world of disease and stress and tension and contraction is so built into not just the words but the structures in the mind and the habits of the mind and the the conditioning of the mind the the training of the mind to think polemically to think in separation to think in war to think in friction to be tensing itself for the blow it's well known it's well researched and well known has been known for well it's been known by women for all time but it's been known by even by men in science even by doctors imagine it's been known for over a hundred years well over a hundred years even in the modern language of modern medicine and male doctors it has been known that the, con the, the connection between um, fear, tension and pain is a self-fulfilling prophecy and a loop. Ergo, <laughs> the opposite is also true. So we sit in this place, we sit in this reality, in this moment that, of the zygote, when we come into reality, knowing that it's equally true that there will be pain, tension and suffering as we come down into the physical. But it's equally true that if we go into the pain and suffering and tension, maybe because of it, we come out into the expansion and we might even appreciate the expansion even more. Pain, tension and suffering is one direction. It's a direction, a descent. And the bliss, relaxation and expansion is the other direction. These two things work some symbiotically. One is not wrong or evil. One is simply like the dark and the light, the night and the day. The two operate in perfect symmetry. 
And that brings me to how the zygote and the reality of the zygote of our contract to come in here, our decision and contract and agreement to come here into this very specific place and through the body of our mother and into the arms of our mother and father and into their psyche, wounding, wrapping our DNA around the umbilical of our tree of family, wrapping our DNA with the two families that come together and intertwine in the the shared ancestry, um, creating a new bloodline, a new consciousness that melds the two and that should be a marriage of the two, a balance of the two. The <laughs> these are hard to get out, these these um awarenesses, this consciousness uh, of what the zygote is, it's hard to verbalize and get into the contracted language essentially. Um Yeah, the, and, and that is the beautiful challenge, isn't it? That is the beautiful challenge of where we are in this lifetime, that um, we're here to better comprehend and master how we balance the physical, the really hard, solid, or seemingly solid. It's really a bunch of spaces between atoms flying about inside us. We're really more energy and more empty space than we are physical, but the illusion of physicality, how do we feel that and, and know it and be fully sentient and whole and recognise and be like an individual, be separate and recognise ourselves as infinitely connected and one? That's the ride. That's the beauty of it. And I, I just want to put that for a moment in the context of what the current agenda and terrorization of populations and enslavement and hooking us into war and polemic thinking really is. There's always going to be an evil overlord so long as we believe in evil overlords. There's always going to be pain so long as we believe in pain. There's always going to be drama so long as we believe in drama. Our free will really is both what brought us in through the zygote, brought us in through the gateway into the physical, and it's what guides and, in the sense of the um, guida, in the sense of the Italian Latin root of guidare, which is it drives, it's actually driving, it's guiding and driving our reality. Um, so the power the power of knowing that we come from something higher into something lower and yet at the same time we are both and we continue to be both and will continue to be both the that knowing that fact and feeling that fact within us allows us then to have some choice in the matter allows us then to have choice in not being stuck in the pain, not being stuck 
under a boss or an overlord or a tyrannical politician or many tyrannical politicians not being stuck under the authority of taxation or of um, evil pharmaceutical overlords, <laughs> which is pretty much what it's coming to just now. Um, the the infinite power of particularly the womb energy and and our origin energy and the zygote, which goes on, of course, in physically in the womb, on the side of the womb, it comes, you know, the eggs come from the ovary and they come down, they descend, they come down into the womb, they're released and they come down and then they meet with the sperm and the sperm activates, there's this activation of the masculine and feminine and then it's held within the womb. It's held, it's fixed, it's fixed into the wall of the womb. That reality of biology is so symbolic of of the power of the feminine to fix, protect, nurture and do maintenance of a thing so that the thing can be birthed, which works then in reality in a man and a woman the deep feminine that we all came from that we all came through that was our original vessel the vessel within the vessel um our vessel in the birth sac within the vessel of our mother's womb within the vessel of her body and within the vessel of the family um that mystical alchemy whereby a natural happening was perfectly symbiotically occurring not entirely by itself through the agreement made at the zygote through the mother's maintenance over her mind, body and spirit, through the father protecting her or possibly bringing a wage home whilst she gestates, through society. Uh, I don't want to go too much into that. I'm not going to say that society necessarily protects us or holds space for us to come into the world happily. Um, the power of the feminine is rooted in the mystical and subtle aspects of what's going on and also the in sovereignty no matter what restrictions are put in through laws and legal jibber jabber yibber yabber whatever the world the word might be havering um, yakking the mother's sovereignty is absolute and it always will be absolute the only way you can persuade a mother <clears throat> to not birth orgasmically or to not conceive at all or to hate her body is through extremely complex pouring of conditioning down upon her from an early age and perpetual conditioning that she then agrees to tap into and listen to and take on board 
Um, but it, it really does take thousands and thousands of hours and days and years of conditioning to convince a sovereign woman that as we all women are, all womb ones are sovereign womb ones, be they animals, mammals or human beings, we all own and fully possess our sovereignty, even when we're tricked into giving it away. We still own it completely and wholly. And this is where a lot of men and the patriarchal construct in the mind and the polemic of patriarchy versus passive woman is stuck versus sleeping, deep feminine sleeping or occulted, hidden. This is where this fits in here. Um, the masculine is always bringing ahead, pushing ahead, striving and effortfully controlling the world and interfering and pressing and poking and cutting. When the masculine is balanced with the feminine, there's this beautiful symbiosis of not just bodies locking together, but that's part of it, not just synchronised bliss building within the vehicle of the masculine and the feminine joining. There's not just the potential for that on the physical, emotional and energetic level between two human beings, a man and a woman, that lock together in lovemaking and in bliss and in transcendental bliss, tantric transcendence. There's not not just as if that wasn't enough. Um, we also have the capacity to work symbiotically as whole man, whole woman, and as masculine and feminine in a woman's body and masculine and feminine in a man's body. We have this potential to work symbiotically um, and to create miracles, essentially, to heal to grow, to learn, to explore, to invent, to build, to garden, to um, living harmoniously and miraculously on the world in incredible biodiverse symmetry and wide spectrum of completely um, different realities that all perfectly symbiotically intertwine and interwork. Even our fucked up economic system even our structures and our roads and our pollution and messiness and airplanes and shit like that even all of that stuff even though we're we're trained to look at the the negative aspects of it and at the the things that we failed at failed at as human beings even though we're we're conditioned to focus entirely on that there's no getting away from when you just stop for a minute and stop thinking like that for a minute and stop thinking in war terms. The majority of people on this planet and the majority of living men and women and animals on this planet are working together in perfectly harmonious symbiosis, in perfectly gorgeous rhythm and time, even, <clears throat> even in the painful enslavement of being obligated into the agenda structures, even in that, even in the jib-jabbed ones, even those who have 
bought into the whole VRR US reality and using reality in very loose sense of the term, it's not very reality. But even folk who've chosen to go fully into that and who've taken all the jib jabs, it's not doing what the agenda wants it to do. It's not suppressing the human spirit, even though so many women have been going to the gynecologist for so many years and having bits of their fucking most sacred parts cut off and having the language confuse them about what their true nature is and what their power is, what their power to heal and to connect is womb to womb, even though all of that has been going on and all that conditioning and pain and torture and interference and surveillance has been going on and is going on and people are still choosing to participate in it. Even though these technologies have been put in people's bodies and minds and bits of wood rammed up their noses and all kinds of shit and chemicals and crap put into the water and the air and up their noses beyond the brain barrier, like into the freaking brain. Even though we've all been fiddled with in some level from sexual abuse to diminishing our sex to violence and bullying to teacher psychosis in high schools to boss psychosis in the workplace, even though we've been lured into taking the crumbs rather than the riches that belong to us all that are given freely by mother nature come on i mean who would even believe that um that we only deserve crumbs even though we've been convinced into all these rhythms that are completely out with the natural rhythm we nevertheless even though it it's a, a much inferior version of what is really owed to us, what is really being stolen from us, what really belongs inherently to us and is our, our natural hereditary reality. It's just there, it's ours. It's the planet belongs to us, absolutely. It belongs to all of us, as it were, you know, planet, belonging, ownership, whatever. Um, even though all this, you know, we've been so convinced to settle for the crumbs we're still thriving and waking up and this very particular moment that we're in is such an incredible testament to the beauty of human spirit the beauty the absolute beauty of no matter what we go through our hobbit-like resilience to be standing there at the last moment and managing to get the key the key the ring to fall into the, the fire of doom, in the mountain of doom. Um, the, the current collective discussions around sovereignty and what sovereignty is in terms of correcting paperwork and resisting evil overlords and fighting them and uh, kicking back at them again makes me feel into the story the Tolkien stories around the Lord of the Rings and the the battle for Middle Earth and how the violence of the darkness coming in when really Like we can be in that battle, we can be in that violence and in those different cities and having that 
that conflict with the system. But at the same time, you know, there's like these little hobbits who are just like just finding the way across the the evil marsh and beyond all these challenges and past big beasts and through tunnels. And there's just this little pack of misfits who are the fellowship, who are somehow just by luck and magic and symbiosis and divine intervention, they are going to make it and they make it somehow by them distracting and playing the system for what it is. What I'm trying to say is that it takes all of us, like the, the paperwork is really important for people who love paperwork. The paperwork's really important for creating a symbolic piece of paper with symbols on it that can go and mean something within the system that will help the system to wake up and recognize that we don't, we're not beholden to them and actually they're working for us. They're serving us, they are our servants. Not in an unhealthy way, just in a nice practical way of right, rather than me having to walk down to the fountain with a big bucket every day over my shoulders or two buckets on a big old wooden thing on my shoulders like the old days. The water comes through the tap because somebody put the plumbing there and because somebody works in an office answering the phone to send out the technician to fix a, a leak somewhere. But ultimately the water flows freely and belongs to us and belongs to all of us and it shouldn't be being profited from. It should not be privatised. It shouldn't belong to a corporation the corporation shouldn't be allowed to put chemicals into it to alter our consciousness or bring our vibration down. The water equally is our power and our infinite um, means of communicating with the divine. And we are fundamentally very watery. <laughs> We're very watery creatures. Um, so... Really, the idea that the water is external to us and it isn't ours and that it doesn't flow through us and it doesn't belong to us, that there isn't some kind of intimacy there, intimate relationship that we're both responsible for and empowered by. Everything in life can be reduced to that, that metaphor of, yes, we're paying into a system through our sweat equity that's then translated into dollars and cents or euros or and <laughs> or and or but <laughs> but the it doesn't mean that we're we have to be slaves to it it doesn't mean that we have to be slaves to a water bill or to a corporation that are trying to dumb down our intelligence by putting crap in the water all of this can be can work in a more efficient way all of it can be brought more into symbiosis of the gifts of what what a gift and what gift and riches life really is and again coming back to the zygote that the entry via the zygote has a lot to do with the alchemy of these all these elements of water or of fire electricity of pulse of rhythm and harmony that are what's coming through at the zygote isn't just a flash of, of a spark and then um, a baby appears <laughs> um, there is this alchemical process of cells dividing and 
but it can't be reduced to that and the the levels there's a, the awakening of the mother the flourishing of the mother in her imagination and love and heart opening there the child is activated at the zinc spark into cells dividing and growing into from a little seed into a kind of little sea creature type thing into a fetus into a baby but equally the mother and the father's consciousness the the feminine in the in the woman's body and the masculine are flourishing and growing equally the whole process which is kicked off triggered and <clears throat> set in place by the zygote is this incredible adventure for everyone involved that then in a healthy family setting in a, a healthy mother father baby triangle um holy trinity the the natural sacred geometry of that should be growth for everyone involved it should be expansion and bliss for everyone involved it should be activated spirit for everyone involved um and the truth of that as i was sort of alluding to earlier the truth of that the power of that and the responsibility of that um is in a way is the infinite power and responsibility of like it demands our attention the responsibility is we have to put our attention on it we have to not get distracted with oh fuck this i'm going down the pub or i could just have a couple of cigarettes or um i don't want to be pregnant or what will the neighbors think or or how will i cope or how am i going to manage money when we just get down into the pure reality of what the thing is and the gift and the riches of what the thing is that is coming through the zygote, I don't mean the thing as in the baby being a thing. What is the the immense, um, what's the word for when you, hereditary, that your inheritance, it's an this immense inheritance that comes with us. It's not something that, comes via certifications and wills and written documents and the law and a lawyer organizing for the thing to be delivered to us these riches are the this mystical quality this power this sovereignty of knowing your power and your riches and knowing how to access them and being able to symbiotically draw them to us that that can only happen through knowing our origin and, and having our attention in our or origin coming through consciously and or coming through completely unconsciously, <laughs> crashing about for a while and then making our way back, back into self, back into womb, back into zygote, back into our origins, back into the gateway, back into source, coming through the gateway, we are source, back into the riches of what's inherently ours when we do that meditation, when we do that work, when when we do the the deconstructing and the dearmoring of everything that's been clouding our brains, tweaking our emotions, triggering triggering our energetic body, um, keeping us in contraction, keeping us cowering down when we hear a loud noise, or somebody raises their hand and they're they're just waving to us, but we think they're going to hit us everything that's been conditioned into us against our natural richness and abundance and gift and power and vitality 
we find it we find our way back to the riches and vitality through recognizing where we've been wounded and through recognizing where things have been clouded and again i'm just trying to get this point across about how so much of the what is being talked about in the main the alternative mainstream around paperwork and the way you have to sign your name and grammar uh, quantum grammar and quantum financial system and um you know what's right and what's wrong and and all the mess of it the a lot of that is still in the polemic masculine over overly controlling overly exercised masculine brain and the feminine is already suffering and our feminine aspect the part of us that came from womb that was intimately woven into the womb that was birthed that was also birthed via the zygote birthed into life into the physical manifestation via the zygote that that gateway that actual gateway which was the egg the sperm the womb within the birth sac within the womb, etc. the dividing of cells, everything happening within a container, within a container, within the container of the mother's body. All of that is sovereignty, the wholeness of that and the power of that, the power of the potential of that, the, the force, the mystical, <clears throat> divinely universal force and the 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 explosion of that into life, like the spark into life, is profoundly um, symbolic and is the truth. The paperwork isn't the truth. The paperwork is just a load of crap written on, written on a piece of paper. It's symbols and it's going to mean different things to different people at different times. And yes, you can wriggle your way through paperwork, out from other under paperwork and convince, convince men who control paperwork and systems that are controlled by paperwork, sort of slap them in the face a little bit and wake them up a little bit and ask them to be more accountable whilst you step up via a paperwork ladder. At the same time, that has little or even no relationship. It It's completely metaphorical of and somehow reverberating, maybe getting us closer to zygote and our naturally mystical nature our spiritual nature our true nature but at the same way it's nothing like going to your own zygote like going into your own zygote through connected fully aligned imagination connection with pelvis womb connection with the actual womb that you came from connection with womb general generally like not the one womb but the one womb all wombs that are all connected because we all are all connected through our wombs going directly to source is always going to be the more direct way. And it's all, in a way, we can't go part way to source and then say that we're sovereign. We can be a version of sovereign in our life um, through a balance of what we agree to give away and what we agree to get in return. But really, if we, if we really want to engage fully in this ride and fully in this lifetime, as the mystical engine like 
universal engine that it is that is moving consciousness forward and is moving the whole universe forward. If we want to do that, if we really want to take up the full space that we're meant to take up, which is like the size of the universe and possibly beyond, if we want to really fulfill our purpose and fulfill our potential, I feel very strongly that we have to be out on the edge of that exploration of how big things really are and how deep and meaningful things really are. And that can only happen through knowing our origin and through having some awareness, not a biological measuring of, but an ascension, fully sentient awareness within ourselves of what we agreed to come in as, how we agreed to come in, what the agreement, what form the agreement took. It took this gateway, this mother, father, child conceiving triangle, but we kind of came through we came through, we came into, from something else, into. So what we were before, transforming into what we became with a, a zygote and an explosion and then a dividing of cells and then the growing of a, a little creature that grew into a baby form and a boy or a girl and was birthed through a mother's vagina, the, the liberation of this physical beingness out of the slavery, out of pain, out of suffering, has to come through that. It, it doesn't come through going back. <laughs> we can't go back out of the zygote, but in order to go forward in our, both in our lived life here and also beyond our lived life in the 3D, which might come through death, but it might come through transcendence. And death is a form of tra can be a form of transcendence and as blissful as the zygote and as the natural birth. The moral of this podcast, as it were, might be that keeping our attention on our true origin allows us to expand in this moment, allows us to live out at the edges of our beingness, out at, you know, right to live beyond the edges of our beingness. And thus, so we are able to not get trapped in the cycles of suffering and pain. And we're also able to lift everybody else out of the cycles of suffering and pain. And really the agenda is just, it's really just a blip on a chart somewhere. <laughs> the agenda has no effect on how I relate to my own zygote all it can do is distract me with tv shows and pessimistic news and jib jabs but if the more I focus on my zygote the more I concentrate on my origins and know my origins not just think about them not just have somebody else paint a picture for of them in my mind that then is transmitted from their mind to my mind not hear men yakking about it endlessly and going round and round in circles and not getting anywhere. But if I really go down into my navel, into my cervix, into my womb, into my ovaries, into my memory, into joining all of those things up and down and my rootedness into the womb of the planet, my rootedness into all women's wombs before and in the future and right now, there 
can be a sense of the infinite and of the infinite possibility, which can then be crafted through mastery, through free will, into something beautiful, into a work of art, into mastery. That's where we might focus our energy rather than worrying about bills and fiat currency and savings and mortgages and la 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 and jib jabs going back into the truth of our divine origin absolutely proves that we are a divine co-creator and that changes very much how we operate and function in this world it allows us to access our true riches and inheritance which are miraculous, healing, blissful, growth, consciousness. <laughs> and um, it also allows us to prepare for collective ascendance and for return to source, more conscious than we left source. So... Yes, that. <laughs> I'm going to speak in this series also about more practical stuff. But I really wanted to get this cycle, um, this big cycle stuff. I just wanted to get this out so that um, I can then build on it and expand on it. I'm away to pick some capers. <laughs> I'm sending love I might see some of you on my our co-creation sessions tomorrow 11am and 4pm every Wednesday Rome time Rome Italy time if you'd love to hear more of this join me on my podcast or on hive.blog forward slash at Claire Artista, Claire without an I. Go look at my website, Woman Art Sex, womanartsex.com or Claire Galloway, Galloway.com or Claire Gaia Sophia.com. Mm. Lots more to share, including some of the practicalities, like I'm saying, around things like how we sign our name and our true name and choosing a name and realigning our free will with what was stolen from us at birth and what we were conditioned out of and how to condition ourselves back into um, including bliss and health and vitality and um, being deeply creatively fulfilled and living in gift and and so on lots more loads more to share please share this if you love it and all blessings, all blessings and power. If you want to support my work, um, come and join me on Patreon too and on um, hive.blog. All my links are on clairegalloway.com forward slash connect. You can connect or gift me via that, via there. Love, 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 love. Ciao.